Hey, what's up, Game of Thrones fans? This is the Comfire Crew, and you already know what we're here to talk about tonight. That's right. We're here to talk about that season seven, episode one, the premiere, the thing we've been all waiting for forever. Finally come tonight. Look, we've already done our top moments, um, our top eight moments. We did a short version of this on our Facebook page. If you want to see that, you can go to our Facebook page and check it out, or you can go to YouTube when it gets put up, either tonight or tomorrow with that. But this is the one we're going to talk about in depth. So this is our after show. We're going to, we're just going to go back and forth, man. We're going to geek out about Game of Thrones. Nate, what's up, man? Man, I, I feel so like it's been so long. Okay, like, it's been so long since we've had something new to talk about Game of Thrones. Like, it literally has felt like it has been forever. I wanted this episode to be two and a half hours long. Like, it was, I felt like it went by so fast. It was good. It was a good episode. But, man, I tell you what, it went by so quick. I'm going to have to probably watch it, like, every day until the next one comes on, just so I can feel like I'm getting that full Game of Thrones experience, just soaking it all in. I need to soak it in more. Yeah, same. It went by really quick. I know before I knew it, I looked at the clock and was like, no, it's it's ending. I got like five minutes left. And there was so much more I wanted to see and wanted to come to a close. But, uh, Nate, man, we're going to we're gonna get into this stuff, man. We're going to break, man. We're going to ask some questions and talk about everything we witnessed tonight. You can go ahead. Might as well kick us off, man. Kick us off with the first thing we got All right, on the well, list. The best right off the bat cold opening opens up has nothing going on you're, you're kind of confused they give it to you and i'm sure there's maybe one or two people out there for a second that thought maybe this was a flashback you know because you're thinking well Walter Frey's dead this doesn't make any sense but you know what you knew it i knew it most people probably did that's aria and as it played out you know we saw what she was doing and she killed them all i love the way she talked i love everything she said when she's talking about you know mother of five and you killed a pregnant lady as she started just I mean, we're not getting a Lady Stoneheart, but we are getting Arya just being completely awesome and killing a bunch of people. And she basically just kills a house. Just yeah. takes a whole house out. So, you know what, Frey House, guess what you guys have done? I'm going to kill you all. I loved how when uh, the girl was going to go drink and she's like, no, and she shut her down. And then when she pulled off, man, when she pulled out that mask, I'm not going to lie to you, Arya looks old. You know, I mean, like not in a bad way, but I, yeah. it's like unbelievable because you you remember what she was, this little girl, and then when she pulled the mask off, it was like, man, she's not a little girl anymore. And it was just kind of just that whole sequence. I loved it, absolutely. Loved it. Yeah. it looked a little, uh, it, she looks a little bit more believable now. If she were to get into a sword fight with some people, it, mm-hmm. she looks like she could hold her own. Not that we didn't think she could anyway, but as far as if you are looking, watching, because she does look a little bit more grown now. I love that whole. What better way to start the season off with a whole dead house? You know, like just take a house out. Not even waste take any out time. As soon as I saw that those pictures come out, I was like, oh, she's about to poison all these people, and uh, they're spitting up blood. And I love what she says. Um, she was like, "The North remembers when they ask mm. you what happens, you tell them that winter came for the friends." And she she had another quote too. It was like, um, "If you leave one wolf alive, the sheep are never safe." And I was like, yeah. "Dang, man!" Like she's just coming out hard. Right off yeah, the it was it was great. I love the way she said that. Like, just I mean, if if there's not a moment where like every single person there should not be like absolutely scared to death, was when she started laying it all out there. She's like, you know, 
we killed them all. Yeah, remember, you know, you invited yeah. someone into your house and you killed them, you know, and it just, the way, the way she said it, I was just the whole time, I'm like, oh man, she is going to really kill these people. Yep. And it was just great. I loved the whole thing. It was one of my best, one of my favorite openings, um, maybe of the entire series, to be honest. Man, then she just rolls out casual than a mug. And a couple things, Nate, this is it. Because we, you heard videos and all kinds of theories, like what can she really do? Like, you know, does she have to have somebody of similar stature? Does it have to be a female? Like, we're not sure how she gets. She just played a man, an old man at that, and so we know there are no limits as far as who can she can take over the face of. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get any kind of in-depth explanation of the magic, yeah, how it works with the, the faceless stuff, men but... in the show. We just we might as well just accept it, appreciate it. Maybe George will explain it better in the book, um, but probably I don't know. We it's don't know magic, what's happen in magic, the book. whatever. Just happens. We're just gonna we're gonna take it, you know. It would be interesting to see her take the face of maybe someone who's in a extreme stature like the mountain um, or the hound. That would seem kind of, you know, for her being so small. But, I mean, you know, Walter Frazier's old man. She could probably – she's probably pretty close in stature. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. see that. But anyway, I thought it was interesting because that answers some questions like who she could take. And, hey, she looks to be on point with her little abilities. She did that flawlessly. Let's move on, man. We yeah. got another – our next point we want to talk about his – Hey, she talks about winter, switches right over. We see this this slow build up of this storm, this winter storm approaching, and then there's the Night King and there's all this little army and then it keeps on going. It's like, man, that that's a tall looking at first I thought it I was like, maybe that's the Night King or something else. He's riding on something. Because it was up kinda mm -hmm. high and it gets closer and it's a ice giant baby. Just walking, looking dead and scared in a mug. And I'm looking in the back. I'm like, yo, what else they got? They got two more back there just chilling. So as we know right now, confirmed, three ice giants walking with the pack. Don't know where they come from. Don't know where they got them. Done seen this, done seen this army several times before and ain't seen no giants. So they done grown their ranks just a little bit. Can't wait to see them go in. Oh, man. Well, what I like about this, it's literally within within just a few moments of the show they remind you okay of what the whole point of this at the you know what is there yeah. you know what are the stakes okay they show you this and i loved how you know you start to think about it after a while you're like man all these little you know we've seen all the the whites running around you know they're not i mean a, dra a couple swoops from a dragon and it's over you know, you need something to give them that edge that makes you start thinking. And they, they I feel like they're going to slow drip it. I feel like the Giants is just the beginning. I, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, we just, we got the Giants. I feel like we're going to get some more crazy things, more creatures, more stuff that we just didn't even realize. And I loved it. I love the Ice Giants. I mean, they were crazy looking. I mean, we saw what one Giant could do. We saw what 1-1 one -one did. Okay, and 1-1 one -one was a beast. Yeah. Now you got... Giant ice, oh, and they gotta have special weapons to even kill the regular ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's yeah, I mean, the little guard of dragon blast? Are they gonna bless? Like, you know, if you just hit them with, like, you know, some of them you hit with just a little bit and they explode. Like when they got stabbed in the back with that dagger, is the same thing gonna happen to the giant, or is he just gonna a shard? Well, see, you that's know? that's the white walkers. That's not even so much the whites. Like the whites, it's almost like you can take them down with enough hits or at least chop them up at least to make oh, it kind of right. almost kind of like a zombie so but like but with if this you guy, hit him they can kind of keep coming even if they got legs or something right but he's so big you know what i'm saying like what are you gonna knock him down yeah. with man 
I mean, he for every one of those, it's like a hundred northerners, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they just come through and just <laughs> just take them out, man. Oh, I'm excited but to see it in action. Something we didn't we didn't mention in our uh, our top moments. We'll go ahead and talk about announcements. It's the next thing to come up, and that was um, it cut right over to Brand, and mm-hmm. he is confident. And you can just kind of tell in his voice, you know, they asked, like, you know, what's out there? And he was just like, yo, we saw what happened. We've seen the Night King. He's coming. He's coming for y'all. He's coming for me. It's happening. You know, again, just another piece of the puzzle. Not a lot happened right there other than the fact that we now see that Brand's made it. He's made it across the wall. We still don't know if that broke the magical barrier. We're not sure how that stuff works yet or not. But he's in. He's there with the nice watch. So... Yeah, well, and plus, like, for example, um, you know, you have, you got all those people, and I loved how they kind of, you know, as he's talking, you know, in that moment, because we're, we're kind of going through it already, but in that moment when he's talking with everyone and they kind of decide what they're going to do um, as far as with the wildlings, you know, because they're kind of, you know, there's still probably going to be a little bit of animosity with the wildlings and people in the north instead of just kind of, you know, it was kind of strategic. Let's take them and put them at uh, East Watch. Uh, which is closest to where they last saw the nice king and his army. You know, at least they're there. You know, they're away from the situation, make it a little bit better, and I like that. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to do much against some of that stuff, man. They're going to need, like Britain mentioned a minute ago, lots of fire and lots and lots of fire. They, um, that whole scene with John making plans, I, I loved it. I loved it for so many reasons. Um, first, Come on, man. Lady Mormont, man, she steps up again. Like, this picks right up. Where it's I don't need permission. What do you think? I'm going to be knit by the fire? I don't even know what she said. I'm going to be sitting by the fire while my man fights for me? No. I'm going to be out there. I don't need your permission to fight every man, woman, and child, and we're going to train them. And like, I don't know. She just kind of like, she just, like, that's enough. Like, they're arguing with John. She yeah. steps up. She's like, yo, bro, I'm a kid. I'm a girl. Guess what? I'm about to fight. Like, this is stupid. This is not your normal war. And um, I love that. You already see Sansa kind of going back and forth with John, and probably my favorite thing out of that scene was John being sure of himself. That was the one thing I wanted to see more than anything was him just straight up making a decision, not even second guessing. And he was just like, "Yo, this is what we're doing, and my decision is final." And I was like, "Yeah." Well, and then you know when it happened, when he's talking about that, you can see kind of the difference um, between you know Sansa and John. In John's case. He's not holding on to the uh, the anger mm-hmm. and maybe the grudge against everyone. You know, he he really he's able to put that down and focus on the task at hand. Whereas in Sansa's case, she is still very much in revenge mode. You know, even when you had the other houses and she's like, you know, no, take away from them, give them to other people. You know, um, the the Umbers and the Carstarks. You know, like you know, screw them guys. Let's give the uh, you know. And they kind of, the fact that she called out in front of him, you can see maybe that, um, maybe that temperament on her part where she's still kind of. She's bitter. Uh, she's bitter, you know, and she's not 100% with John. But at the same time, you know, for her to do that, the way that John just kind of like shuts that down. Um, but it shows that back and forth, which I think is going to be an it's issue, be which I didn't think, I didn't think we were going to have that as an issue. Like I kind of felt like maybe. We could get past that, but 
it doesn't look like it, which is going to kind of irritate me because I'm kind of like at this point, like, guys, get your heads out of your butt. We got a big deal to cover. We need to stop with the whole bickering. Um, because if you remember last, last, last season, every time John and Spencer were around, it was a very like, oh, I'm so happy to see you, this cordial, you know, friendly atmosphere. And, I mean, right off the bat, it was like, it's like, oh, crap. She's already she done she, changed her whole attitude. Well, she kept the secret from him about what she had with um, with Littlefinger in the first place. Didn't tell him about that. Mm-hmm. Then calls in backup. Didn't tell him about that. And, like, so she kind of tried to, you know, go around him last season. And she's already, like, look, she feels responsible. Like, she even said it. She's like, Littlefinger saved her life. If it was for him, you know, um, Ramsey would still hold this house, this castle. So she feels responsible yeah. that she helped, you know, win that battle in the first place, and John's the one that's getting recognized. So there's some bitterness there, um, obviously. But the thing that made me nervous more than anything was she said, um, I learned a lot from that woman. And she was talking about Yeah, because about- he called her out, and it's like, you kind of respect her. You know, like he basically called her on that, and then she said that, which – Makes you kind of feel like there's nothing good to learn from that woman. She's vicious, and so for some chances on the chances on the fence, yeah. man. Like, and I think that's what they're trying to show you is that you know she could go, she could go for her way, or she could go turn on Littlefinger, turn on John, and like basically get to the point where she does whatever. She's like, hey, I'm tired of being a victim. I've been a victim my entire life. I've been run by men my entire life. I'm about to do what's best for me, and if it means, hey, I got to kill John, or I got to kill Littlefinger, and I have to take power to make the decisions. You know, she still has that vengeance. She's worried about Cersei. She's worried about Cersei when you've got the White Walkers out there, which she hasn't seen, so she doesn't know that. And John's like, bro, we got a, we got a thousand freaking miles between us, and their armies, they're depleted right now. they got enemies at all sides. Like, they're not going to march up here. They can't march up here. Are you crazy? Winter's coming. It's going to get worse. Like, no. And he's smart. Like, yeah. he knows. Like, that's not my concern. Like, I understand they're a threat. But we've got to really prepare. Like, I don't think you understand what's really coming for us. And so. Well, and to that point, and like Britton just mentioned, right, just a few minutes ago, was that it was interesting how she brought up that mm-hmm. Rob and 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 Ned basically, you know, didn't didn't think about that, didn't think about the game. You know what I'm saying? The game bot bit them in the butt. You know what I'm saying? The whole game itself. And I think Sansa's still in game mode. You know what I'm saying? Because she was around with Cersei and she's in game mode. Whereas John, he's not in game mode. He's not thinking about the game. He's thinking about the threat. Right. You know, which, again, he really wasn't thinking about game mode when he got killed. You know what I'm saying? So he's already, you know, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? So at this point, I think John is, is, is he's not, he's not thinking about that. And I think it is probably prudent that Sans is thinking about it a little bit, but I feel like maybe she's also going a little too far. In this case, and maybe just needs to. They just need to work together. You know, back up her they brother. Need, basically, they they, that's all together. it is. You're like right. he, she needs to sit down. Like, look, and she mentioned that you're a military mind, but I know how she is. She was like, look, there's a game at foot here, and like I know how to play it, and you need to listen to me. I won't, you know, call you out in front of anybody again, but in private, let's discuss stuff and make decisions together, and you know, do it. Yeah. Best. So I don't know. I found that interesting. While they were sitting there, they got a a letter from Cersei saying, yo, by the way, come on down here, bend your little raggedy, you know, bastard knee to me and uh, please loyalty or you'll suffer the hands of a traitor. And uh, obviously John's not even stunned that. He's like, man, whatever, I ain't got time to go down to King's Landing. But that takes us over to Cersei. Cersei got the nice little map painted out. And uh, she's looking at it. She has a nice conversation with Jamie. 
But ultimately, the big thing to take away from here is that she meets up with Euron because Jamie's like, we need allies. And they're really in a bad situation. I mean, they call it out. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's turned their back on them, tra- you know, been a traitor towards them. Uh, the, the brothers left. You've got Danny there. You've got John in the north. So, I mean, like, they don't have any allies or they don't come in from a position of strength. I thought it was funny. She's like, I'm the queen of the seven kingdoms. And it's like three at best. Yeah, at best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, too. I also think that it is absolute an, an engineering feat that needs to be somewhere, as, you know, in the same conversation as like a pyramid for them to build that many ships in that short amount of time. Because I'm going to tell you what, them ships were not no, like, you know, thrown together. Them were some fancy ships. I mean, did you see the custom work on the front? I mean, those sails were in itself very time consuming. Yeah. Either way, I just, I thought that was yeah. funny because remember we talked about it. They needed a thousand ships, man, and they were like, we got a thousand ships. Well, There's no they, trees on this island that don't they call The drown god, they call that joker up and he whipped out some ships for him. Yeah, the drown god, he is just a really good ship that. builder. That lives they fleet, on their little armadas, uh, pretty legit. So that was just good. You know. I, I thought the ships looked really Heck good. Though, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't want to fight them. They looked, they looked a lot like really bad. Like the front ends, like with the whole like the man, they looked like they were ready to do some ramming and some fighting some other ships. Which I think we're going to get that, and that kind of makes yeah. me excited too. Um, I, what do you think about Euron? There, I you know his I, whole I love interaction. Kind of stole. I love his character. And I, I'm kind of – the more I see him played, the more I wish they would have introduced him sooner mm-hmm. in the show because I feel like you could have had some really good moments um, with Euron. Maybe they could have spread him out earlier on into it, which would be more so like with the books. Like just introduce him a little bit sooner in the show because you really didn't get much of him last season. They're going to have to rush it now. And I felt, to be honest and now with you, I felt like a small portion of it was rushed. Like he just meets, he's there, he's – his normal self talking smack and like, oh, Jamie, I saw he cut those people down. I was impressed. You know, good for you. You cut down my people. I'm here now. Force me eggs. I was like, it was a lot. I liked. I'm liking his character. It was a lot of jabs. It was just like these like verbal jabs. Like he'd jab you. Yeah. He'd say something. He'd he'd downgrade himself. And then he'd build it. And then jab. You know, like it was back and forth and just it was great. I loved it. It makes you automatically like his character because you just enjoy, it reminds you of like older Game of Thrones, that verbal uh, repertoire that just kind of really, really really appreciate. And I love that about him, but I'm disappointed because I don't think we're going to get as much as him as I want. Yeah. I I know Jamie wasn't too happy about him saying how he had two good hands to put all over (laughs) his He kind of gave this look like I'll touch it. Freaking hands off like mine. It was pretty fun. How, how about when he stepped up? Just stepped up there for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. And you got, you got freaking Zombie Mountain just being like, boom. Yeah. So he's like, oh. He just looks at him. Just, uh, okay. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to mess with this thing, whatever the heck it is. Um, It was good, though. Overall, I, I really like him a lot. I'm hoping you have a lot more interesting scenes with him because he's definitely one of them characters you kind of want more of. Um, But basically, like, going into the next uh, going into the next moment, which was with Sam, you know, because I mean, this poor guy really didn't get a whole lot of screen time last year at all. I mean, he had like really little bits of moments, but you know that Sam's important because why would they spend so much time? And now he's there at the Citadel and the entire first part, and I mentioned it earlier, but literally it was like the internship from hell, the worst you know, just montage of just a crappy it made, job. It made that me really sick. Didn't want. I wanted to start gagging. 
it was, it was literally like, you know, clean out the pan, but you know, pull the food, but it had just the way it kept doing it over and over. I mean, I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious. It was that funny little, let's just have something to laugh about in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But something that you mentioned too was just the fact that the way it was all laid out with the getting to get the books and stuff, like the way it was all set up, like it felt, it felt like something we'd seen before, you know, like trying to sneak in there and get books. It was, um, it was funny. It was like Harry Potter. And it was because yeah. they said the restricted area. That's what made me, he was just like, can I get a book from the restricted area? You know, Harry Potter had that restricted mm-hmm. area. And it just, I don't know why I thought that was funny. But he's been, he hasn't made much progress. Oh, Sam, like, we, we had all these fears, like, Sam's going to go. He's been reading on this whole time. Like, what has he come up with? And he ain't even got a chance to look at a book. And I found this to be interesting because he's doing, an, I don't know, an autopsy, I guess, a doctor's, you know, writing a maester. And the maester's like, I believe you, and pretty wise. And saying, he's like, look, mm-hmm. you know, the conviction, the way you talk, the way you're so He's like, yeah, I believe you saw what you saw. And plus there's so many different um, disconnected stories that all line up for it not to be true, at least some parts of it. And then he went on to say, he's like, but look, we're still here. Everybody thought this was the end and that was the end and blah, blah, blah was the end. And you know what? Winter has come before and winter has ended. We're all good. So he's kind of taking the philosophy of, did you take it that way? And he's just like, we'll yeah, be okay. Kind of hide the wall's his... fine. It's going to hold. Yeah, he, he's kind of basically saying like, yeah, I believe you, but at the end of the day, I'm going to hide behind our our knowledge mm-hmm. and our intelligence and it will protect us. You know, basically like we're – I'm not willing to go out there and really investigate this. You know what I'm saying? So to me, at the same time, like, it was nice that he was, you know, willing to be like, listen, I believe you. I don't know what kind of part he's going to play, you know, because, I mean, he he feels like that character is going to have a different part. Maybe he'll somehow help him in some other way. But he kind of felt like, you know, they don't care, you know. And I think that's kind of to explain just the way most people feel. Um, except for the people who've actually seen it, mm-hmm. is that, well, I'm not worried about that. The wall's there. And I love how he mentioned, all oh, the wall's there. Okay? It, guys, foreshadowing for sure. The wall is not going to, the wall is going to come down. It's got to happen this season. It's got to happen. And I feel like, if anything, the more times they mention the wall, it's just leading it up. All oh, the wall. Oh, the wall's there. We'll be fine. Oh, what do I see? I look I look in the fire. I see wall. Nah, you can see nothing. That wall's coming down, and then giants are coming down. Everything else is coming. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, looking at the fire, and, we, you know, it takes over to the hound, and we see this, you know, this nice transition from the hound, and he's this internal struggle that he now has that he never had before. Before, he's the type of dude to mug an old man, steal his money, and dip. Now he goes back. He sees the house. He recognizes. He's like, they don't want us here. And I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for the beginning opening scene, like, reminding me of that, I would have had no clue what he was acting so fishy about. But um, Yeah, they did a good job of doing that, because when they mentioned that, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, okay, they're going to revisit that yeah. at some point. Um, so, yeah. It was good, but he's, he's changing. He's not somebody who's really religious or, you know, talks much about it, doesn't care, makes his own fate type of deal. But he did see, um, what's his name? I don't want to miss, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, the guy with the patch. What's his name? Oh, uh, Barrett. Yeah. See, I was going to say that. I had it right. Um, <laughs> he saw him brought back to life. and uh, he, uh, We'll get you all the names. You'll know him by the end. To get a list. But um, he's over there. He's looking at the fire. The one thing he's not real fond of and he doesn't like, 
And he's like, look at the fire. And he's like, I don't want to look in the fire. And he's like, don't you want to know? He's like, I've been trying to ask. Don't nobody want to tell me. He's like, we can't. As he stands there and has his face melted, yeah. like, I don't like the fire. No, so, uh, I just knew he was going to be a smart like about it. He's like, what do you see? Logs burning. <laughs> like, look closer, you dummy. And so um, I, I'm surprised he actually saw something. I have to be honest with you, Nate. I swear I, I was waiting for him to laugh after his little speech and say, I just made that up. I didn't see anything. But apparently yeah. he really saw the wall and the White Walkers, them walking past um, this diamond mountain-shaped mountain or something, and they're just walking past it. So kind of foreshadowing there's an issue, shows what that group's there to do, and that's head up north and fight White Walkers. Yeah, I, it's probably one of the more interesting things because, you know, Beric is not – He's not. He's he's dead in the books. He gives his his little life force basically to bring Lady Stoneheart. Since we know we're not getting Lady Stoneheart, we got Barrett. Um, you got Arya kind of taking care of business for Lady Stoneheart. So I'm I'm really interested because they did kind of mention in Barrett's case, he's like, well, why are you? What's your purpose? He's like, there's a purpose. So I'm wondering what Barrett's gonna do. You know, I'm feeling like like so Barrett's got a purpose that I guess maybe. I didn't realize that maybe it was that going to be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And since they kept mentioning it, he's like, I'm here for some reason. I'm like, okay, so you got a reason. You got something to place. I'm, I'm really interested to see what he, uh, you know, what his purpose is and what he's going to bring to it, basically. Um, but again, now going back to Sam again, Sam finally, uh, you know, figures out something which was kind of, it felt like it was already known. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I knew it as a watcher. I felt like everyone else should have known it, and that is that Dragonstone, there's lots of dragon glass at Dragonstone, mm-hmm. you know? And even uh, uh, even Stannis told him, my brain, see, you don't mess me up trying to remember names. Now I'm losing thoughts here. Um, but basically, Stannis already mentioned it. That, yeah, there's a lot of dragon glass at Dragonstone. He's like, oh, wow. So he wasn't lying to me. I mean, like, come on, man. Come on, Sam. So you've been there for this long, you know, emptying all them chamber pots, and all you could figure out was this one thing, which we already knew. I mean, I know we knew that was the case. So he, you know, he sends a letter to John. Um, but I thought that was interesting because I don't. In that final moment when they're walking around, like all those rocks and stuff like that, how like cool they look. I'm like, I want to know if there's just like this giant pile of like dragon glass, or if the island itself is maybe partially made of it, you know right. what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm really interested to see their interpretation of how this plays out um, in the show. But, I mean, then we get to see what's going on with Jorah. And dude looks really bad. Like, his hand looked like it was dripping um, and gooey. Like it was, I mean, his, his, it was, well, his whole arm was, st- like, stone now, stone-looking. Yeah, but stone, but it was like, Still it had like, you know, like it was infected. Like, it was like, it looked something. stony, like, yeah, well, it was stony, but then also it had kind of like some, almost like a, ooh, like a fluidy look like, to like it. Like, he's been in there picking think, at it. That's what he's been doing. His arm turned to stone. He's, he's in there, picking at the scabs. At it. They tell you don't to do that. They say, don't pick at the scabs because they're just going to come back thicker. I don't. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because as he's walking down, there's a bunch of people in rooms. Now, it makes me think, are all these people just sick people? Which probably they are. Probably mm-hmm. not every one of them has, has grayscale. They have, you know, something or whatever. Um, but the fact that he asked that to to Sam and that you, you kind of get that timeline in your mind because he's like, you know, it's, it's the mother dragons here, you know, or whatever. And he's like, no, I haven't heard anything. 
So no one's heard anything. You know what I'm saying? So basically everyone knows she's coming, but no one knows she's here. Right. So I think that's interesting because it's kind of setting up because, again, all the ones down at Citadel, they seem to be hiding under their knowledge. There are knowledge will protect us. We're not worried about anything. Um, so, again, them knowing what's going on, ah, it doesn't matter. Our knowledge will protect yeah, us. It, I feel like that's going to bite them in the butt. It's almost like the Citadel is just kind of like neutral ground. Like they don't really have a side. They've never really shown any kind of allegiance per se. No, and they and, almost – said that as much. They're just we're, the keepers yeah, of knowledge, you know. So they doesn't they don't get involved in the game or the politics and all that kind of stuff. They just write down what happens. They're just a story. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what happens, we're gonna write it down. The White Walkers come oh the wall's down, let's write that down. So yeah, they they don't seem to be that too concerned and Sam's he's gonna obviously probably go look into it now like what what is he what's this crazy guy with the gray arms, you know, talking about? But speaking of Yeah, I'm kinda wondering if maybe I mean, I don't think he said enough in that moment to kind of get him, but maybe when she does arrive, he might be maybe everyone back. knows, yeah. and he'll be like, why does that guy know what's yeah, going on? True. Or something, or when he finds out where she is. Because you got to think about it. When they find, when he finds out that Danny is a Dragonstone, you know, he just found out that there's a lot of Dragonglass. He's going to probably try to find as much information from Jorah as he can to help John to go talk to her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's going to be the way they lead that together, and then somehow he's going to help Jorah. Makes the most sense. I don't know. He's going to pour all those chamber pots on his arm, and it's going to heal. Oh, it's going to be pot. really gross, but all those, you know, all that gooeyness will go away. So He asked about Did you? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, did you get the vibe or not? Because this is something I thought about just now, is that maybe he was already being healed, like he was being worked on, or was he just there to die? What, did you get a vibe like maybe they were already giving him treatments of some kind, or was he just there? I don't know. I, I didn't get a vibe, any kind of vibe, other than that, what the frick is he doing there locked up in a door, like in a room? Well, they were giving him food. It almost felt like they were prisoners. Yeah. You know, like it did feel like, but then there's a bunch of them, and I'm like, well, why would they keep prisoners at the Citadel? It's not that they're keeping prisoners. They're keeping almost like he's best. That's what I was about to say. You think they're doing research? Maybe some of them, like, maybe he volunteered for uh, you know some the cure like hey I'm I'm coming here I need a cure this is the place of knowledge so hook a brother up so maybe yeah I'll let you I'll let you poke me with some stuff if it'll kill me you know yeah stuff you do in college I we'll guess. be finding out soon because this is you know we've we've seen all the people you know except for the mother of dragons and we're moving on over to her last moment of the show Danny shows up to Dragonstone she's no words were spoken. Um, it it not near as tactful as obviously the finale of last season when they opened up with Cersei and no words were spoken and just kind of showed a series of events. This definitely wasn't as powerful as that. But she does get there. There's there's no words being said. They get up on the shore. She touches the ground. Tyrion he don't say nothing. Like everybody's just opening up. They're giving her her space. They let her walk up. And just taking the scenery, the dragons get a really cool shot of the dragons flying over. And if I was anybody around that area, I'd be nervous. Look up at this castle, and I just see three dragons circling in. It's just like, she's here. She's home. She's at the place that she was at last, right? Like, that's, she was born, and she gets hightailed out of Dragonstone, so she's right back where she started. And she's excited. I thought she was going to the throne, man. They, they built it up like she's going to sit and turn. She's... She focused, man. She is focused, turned right to the war room, 
drug her fingers across the table. You look at the pieces on the board. For me, I thought it was symbolic of this whole episode, which was, if you take that whole moment, it's, it really was symbolic of this whole episode. It's like, we're back. We're back to Game of Thrones. I'm back at Dragonstone. Oh, let's take the scenery in. Let's look. Let's see what we got. We see the, the war board. Here are all the pieces. And then at the end, it's like, let's begin. You know, like this episode was an introductory episode. It showed everybody where they're at, what they're doing, where they're going. And now we can really get into some stuff. And I, I can imagine that next week is going to be just slam packed full of stuff. Man, dude, we didn't even talk about Arya again. I didn't write it down. I missed yeah. it. We totally, I knew yeah, I was we forgot. Like, we had that other moment where Arya ran into the people. Well, right. You know, we got. Uh, yeah, go ahead and talk about that. Like, you know, let's. There was some funny stuff that happened right there, so I want to. I don't want to. It was an interesting scene. You know, she went in there. She ran into some people. We had the little Ed Sheridan um, cameo. Mm-hmm. He's singing. Um, you know, looks like a troll and everything, and he's sitting there with all of his people. Um, but what's kind of interesting, you know, she sat down with him the whole time. You kind of got this vibe, like. Uh, when, when is someone going to do something bad? Yeah. You know, like either they were going to do something bad to her, which you kind of kept getting that feeling like she's, I thought going you know, to she's ready to her. fight. Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, oh, these guys are going to die. You know, or something was going to, and it never really did. And it was funny. It was kind of like, it was kind of like that moment where you see like the soldiers of the war, the people who aren't main, you know, the main characters. And they kind of talk about like, these are the soldiers. And it was funny how the one's like, yeah, my wife had a kid. I don't know what it is. I look forward to going back. You know, oh, I hope my dad's okay. You know, like, just that kind of, like, the soldiers talking. It was kind of interesting because they kept saying, you know, wanting to go home, wanting to go home. And, you know, you got Arya saying, well, I'm going to King's Landing. You know, she's on a mission to kill Cersei. But as they keep talking about that, I feel like maybe she's going to change her mind. Maybe she's going to say, I want to go home, you know, instead of going to take out Cersei right away. Um... I still think maybe she will eventually, but I feel like maybe what the purpose was of that to kind of make her feel, starting to feel, you know, when they're talking about my dad and this and that, you kind of started getting that. And that's the problem with, with Arya is that she's been away for so long, she's kind of lost a part of herself. And she's a pure mode, you know, vengeance. Yeah. And, you know, she's, you know, maybe that, that human element is starting to kind of change her a little bit, maybe make her feel like, you know what, I do want to be home because... You know, it'd be nice to see her, see some people she hasn't seen since season one. She's got, there's no way she's walking into King's Landing and killing Cersei right off the bat. We know that's not going to happen for the show. So what else is she going to do? I did. They did show the preview for next week, and or we continue on. And we, I'm assuming it was Nymeria, uh her uh, wolf, her dire wolf. You know that she sees. So I don't mm. know. There's some more stuff going on there. And did you see the preview for next week? Yeah, yeah, I did see the wolf. I'm, I'm hoping that's Nymeria. We can get a, a nice. That'll be a nice little reunion too. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there's a possibility that because you know we only have six episodes left. I mean, that's the sad thing is that this was I know. one of you know. Telling. So there's a good chance done. that we might have a big, like a big reunion every single episode, the rest of the way out. Um, so you know, I I love Arya. Arya is probably. I don't know, man. I, I would almost say she might be my favorite character because I just love. I don't know. I'm. I, I might like her more than John. I don't know. I just. I love Arya. I love that character. I love her arc. So I always want to see more of her and see more of her doing things. So for me, 
She only had two moments, but both of them yeah. were really good, and they were really good towards her. But getting back to the last moment Wait, of before we, talking about. Before we go to the last moment, I got another question. What did you think about um, Freak? I just, I legit had his name this time, and I lost it. I just, I'm gonna give you a minute. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you get a win here. Blank. No, I don't got time for a win. Anyway, uh, the, the guy who was hitting on Brienne. <laughs> oh, Tormund. Tormund. Yeah, the old redheaded. <laughs> I got confused because I just saw him in uh, Fate of the Furious. I just watched Fate of the Furious last night, and so like his his character now kept throwing me. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, him. He cracked me up when uh, you know. Padre got knocked down and stuff, and he was just over there. <laughs> Eyeballing the mess out of free. was just like, you one lucky man. Yeah, like, he's like, I would love to be thrown yeah, on the yeah. ground by you. Like, he's just... You think they're going to... Hey, you think they're going to hook up? I don't know, man. They're going to hook up. They seem like they're going in different no, directions. Maybe, maybe he's playing be, tough, uh, but she's both... like, 100%. Man, that woman needs to get banned, dude. And Tormund's <laughs> the only man that can handle that. Uh, I don't know, man. That's happening. Uh, I think... If it happens, it might happen at the end if they both make it out of it alive at the end of the, at the end of the series. We'll, we'll see. End of the series. Uh, I think I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. All right. If if it does happen, I think it's going to be at the end. Little beast babies coming out. All right. Now we can go through. They're all they all got beards. <laughs> they got beards and they're blonde, yeah. blonde beards, and no matter if they're a girl or a boy. Um, but okay, so going on Dragonstone, I was really excited because I loved how Dragonstone looked. You know, and you never really got an awesome, like, panoramic visuals of Dragonstone way back. In, and I remember kind of being excited about Dragonstone, you know, going into Season 2 and 3 and 4 and stuff like that. But they really didn't spend a lot of time on it. So I'm glad, I'm almost glad that they didn't. And they waited for the moment when Danny got there. You know, this is a place where she was born. Um, it was just kind of like this really great moment to see it. And I was like, man, this place looks it looked better than before. Like, even it was funny because, like, when Stannis was there, it kind of looked all, like, really dark. It looked like it was and almost not very... caved in almost because it was very yeah, dark. Yeah, they, they made it look really – but then, yeah, it just – it didn't look very appealing. And now it looks so much better. But something I can't help from thinking about is, like, literally when Stannis left, he took everyone. I mean, he just didn't leave, like, one squire there oh, with a yeah. key to be like, I'm locking the doors. No, he didn't leave anybody. Yeah, left... And that's – they left it completely vacant, and I think that's kind of funny because it being such a stronghold and being such a – it almost seemed like a key to, to everything to just be yeah. gifted. Like literally just handed, there's nothing there, and I love seeing it, and I love the way they did it with no words. I love how, you know, them long steps, which looked like it took a long time to walk up. Um, hopefully they had comfortable shoes. Um and that whole sequence, I loved it. I loved the, the throne room. I mean, the throne was like, man, I like this throne room better than King's Landing. Like, I just like the way it looks. Um, and I loved the dragon flying over top of it, man. It got me so excited. Um, but then the way they ended, just, you know, let's begin. I loved it. Loved it all around. Great episode. And I was like, let's let's do it. Let's let's begin. Start the next episode right now. Surprise yeah, I kind of wish at that moment you were like, uh, can we... Can we just go ahead and just go ahead and do another one? Yeah, it was good. I'm excited. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Not, I mean, like I say, a lot of good stuff. It was a good opening. It was a good opening to show everybody and where they was at, and and you know that yeah, was the important thing. Everybody got 
some screen time. Except for Melisandre. We still don't really know where she did. Yeah, she didn't. So Everybody else did, but you know what? It was pretty good. It's good. I'm ready for the ready for next week. So, guys, thanks. That's pretty much the show for today. Stay tuned again. You can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on our Facebook page. That is um, facebook.com forward slash um, Comfire Crew. This podcast is going to be up on Apple Podcasts. It end up going to be on Google Live. Like, it's going to be in all kinds of places. So, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, you, you know, if you're on Anchor, call in. Give us a, uh, your thoughts. Let's go back and forth on this. If you see it on any of our platforms, comment. I mean, we're going to be all over some Game of Thrones stuff and geeking out about this all season long. But, um, guys, that's the show. And until next time, we're out. See you guys later. Pretty good.